Second Chronicles chapter 25. Amaziah became king when he was 25 years old, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehodadan. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, but not wholeheartedly. As soon as the kingdom was firmly in his grasp, he executed his servants who had murdered his father, the king. However, he did not put their children to death because, as it is written in the law, in the book of Moses, where the Lord commanded, fathers must not die because of children, and children must not die because of fathers, but each one will die for his own sin. <clears throat> then Amaziah gathered Judah and assembled them according to ancestral house, according to commanders of thousands, and according to commanders of hundreds. He numbered those 20 years old or more for all Judah and Benjamin. He found there to be 300,000 choice men who could serve in the army, bearing spear and shield. Then for 7,500 pounds of silver, he hired 100,000 brave warriors from Israel. However, a man of God came to him and said, King, do not let Israel's army go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel. All the Ephraimites, but if you go with them, do it. Be strong for battle, but God will make you stumble before the enemy. For God has the power to help or to make one stumble. Then Amaziah came to the man of God. What should I do about the 7,500 pounds of silver I gave to Israel's division? The man of God replied, The Lord is able to give you much more than this. So Amaziah released the division that came to him from Ephraim to go home. But they got very angry with Judah and returned home in a fierce rage. Amaziah strengthened his position and led his people to the Valley of Salt. He struck down 10,000 Seorites and the Judahites captured 10,000 alive. They took them to the top of a cliff where they threw them off, and all of them were dashed to pieces. As for the men of the division that Amaziah sent back so they would not go with him into battle. They raided the cities of Judah from Samaria to Beth Haran. 
struck down 3,000 of their people and took a great deal of plunder. After Amaziah came from the attack on the Edomites, he brought the gods of the Seirites and set them up as his gods. He worshiped them and burned incense to them. So the Lord's anger was against Amaziah, and he sent a prophet to him who said, Why have you sought a people's gods that could not deliver their own people from your hand? While he was still speaking to him, the king asked, Have we made you the king's counselor? Stop. Why should you lose your life? So the prophet stopped, but he said, I know that God intends to destroy you because you have done this and have not listened to my advice. King Amaziah of Judah took counsel and sent word to Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us meet face to face. King Jehoash of Israel sent word to King Amaziah of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent a message to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son as a wife. Then, a wild animal that was in Lebanon passed by and trampled the thistle. You have said, look, I have defeated Edom, and you have become overconfident that you will get glory. Now, stay at home. Why stir up such trouble so that you fall and Judah with you. But Amaziah would not listen, for this turn of events was from God in order to hand them over to their enemies because they went after the gods of Edom. So King Jehoash of Israel advanced. He and King Amaziah of Judah faced off at Beth Shemesh in Judah. Judah was routed before Israel, and each fled to his own tent. King Jehoash of Israel captured Judah's king Amaziah, son of Joash, son of Jehoahaz, at Beth Shemesh. Then Jehoash took him to Jerusalem and broke down 200 yards of Jerusalem's wall from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. He took all the gold, silver, all the utensils that were found with Obed-Edom in 
God's temple, the treasures of the king's palace and the hostages. Then he returned to Samaria. Judas, king Amaziah, son of Joash, lived 15 years after the death of Israel's king Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz. The rest of the events of Amaziah's reign from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. From the time Amaziah turned from following the Lord, a conspiracy was formed against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. However, men were sent after him to Lachish, and they put him to death there. They carried him back on horses and buried him with his fathers in the city of Judah. Revelation chapter 12. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in labor and agony as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven. There was a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns. And on his heads were seven diadems. His tail swept away a third of the stars in heaven and hurled them to the earth, and the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she did give birth, he might devour her child. But she gave birth to a son, a male, who is going to shepherd all nations with an iron scepter. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God to be fed there for 1,260 days. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels also fought, but he could not prevail, and there was no place for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was thrown out, the ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the one who deceives the whole world. He was thrown to earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, The salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah have now come 
because the accuser of our brothers has been thrown out, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. They conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they did not love their lives in the face of death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea, for the devil, for the devil has come down to you with great fury, because he knows he has a short time. When the dragon saw that he had been thrown to earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. The woman was given two wings of a great eagle so that she could fly from the serpent's presence to her place in the wilderness where she was fed for a time, times, and half a time. From his mouth, the serpent spewed water like a flowing river after the woman to sweep her away in a torrent. But the earth helped the woman. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the river that the dragon had spewed from his mouth. So the dragon was furious with the woman and left to wage war against the rest of her offspring. Those who keep God's commands and have the testimony about Jesus, he stood on the sand of the sea. Zechariah chapter 8. The word of the Lord of hosts came. The Lord of hosts says this, I am extremely jealous for Zion. I am jealous for her with great wrath. The Lord says this, I will return to live in Zion. I will return to Zion and live in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, and the holy mountain. The Lord of hosts says this, Old men and women will again sit along the streets of Jerusalem, each with a staff in hand because of advanced age. The streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing in them. The Lord of hosts says this, Though it may seem incredible to the remnant of this people in those days, should it also seem incredible to me? This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts. Should it also seem incredible 
to me. This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts says this, I will save my people from the land of the east and the land of the west. I will bring them back to live in Jerusalem. They will be my people, and I will be their faithful and righteous God. The Lord of hosts says this, Let your hands be strong, you who now hear these words that the prophet spoke when the foundations were laid for the rebuilding of the temple. The house of the Lord of hosts. For prior to those days, neither man nor beast had wages. There was no safety from the enemy for anyone who came or went, for I turned against his neighbor. But now I will not treat the remnant of this people as in the former days. This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts. For they will sow in peace. The vine will yield its fruit. The land will yield its produce. And the skies will yield their dew. I will give the remnant of this people all these things as an inheritance. As you have seen a curse among the nations, house of Judah and house of Israel, so I will save you and you will be a blessing. Don't be afraid. Let your hands be strong. For the Lord of hosts says this, as I resolved to treat you badly, When your fathers provoked me to anger and I did not relent, says the Lord of hosts. So I have resolved again in these days to do what is good to Jerusalem and the house of Judah. Don't be afraid. These are the things you must do. Speak truth to one another. Make true and sound decisions within your gates. Do not plot evil in your hearts against your neighbor. And do not love perjury, for I hate all this. This is the Lord's declaration. Then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me. The Lord of hosts says this, the fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth, the fast of the seventh, and the fast of the tenth will become times of joy, gladness, and cheerful festivals for the house of Judah. Therefore, love, truth, and Peace, love, truth, and peace. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. 
The Lord of hosts says this, Peoples will yet come, the residents of many cities. The residents of one city will go to another, saying, Let's go at once to plead for the Lord's favor and to seek the Lord of hosts. I am also going. Many peoples and strong nations will come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to plead for the Lord's favor. The Lord of hosts says this, In those days, ten men from nations of every language will grab the robe of a Jewish man tightly, urging, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. The Gospel according to John, chapter 11. Now a man was sick, Lazarus, from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. And it was her brother, Lazarus, who was sick. So the sisters sent a message to him. Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard it, he said, The sickness will not end in death, but it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then, after that, he said to the disciples, Let's go to Judea again. Rabbi, the disciples told him, Just now, the Jews tried to stone you, and you're going there again? Aren't there twelve hours in a day? Jesus answered. If anyone walks during the day, he doesn't stumble, because he sees the light of this world. If anyone walks during the night, he does stumble, because the light is not in him. He said this, and then he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm on my way to wake him up. Then the disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will get well. Jesus, however, was speaking about his death, but they thought he was speaking about natural sleep. So Jesus then told them plainly, Lazarus has died. I'm glad for you that I 
wasn't there so that you may believe. But let's go to him. Then Thomas called twin to his fellow disciples. Let's go so that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus was already when Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus was, has already been in the tomb four days. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. As soon as Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Yet even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Your brother will rise again, Jesus told her. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life, the one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God who comes into the world. Having said this, she went back and called her sister, Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and is calling for you. As soon as she heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw that Mary got up quickly and went out. So they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to cry there. When Mary came to Jesus and saw him, she fell at his feet and told him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her crying and the Jews who had come with her crying, he was angry in his spirit and deeply moved. Where have you put him? He asked. Lord, they told him, come and see. Jesus wept. Jesus wept.
Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Couldn't he who opened the blind man's eyes also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, angry in himself again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Remove the stone, Jesus said. Martha, the dead man's sister, told him, Lord, he's already decaying. It's been four days. Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. Know that you always hear me, because, but because of the crowd standing here, I said this, so they may believe you sent me. After he said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out bound, hand and foot, with linen strips, and with his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he did believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees convened the Sanhedrin and said, What are we going to do since this man does many signs? If we let him continue in this way, everyone will believe in him. Then the Romans will come and remove both our place and our nation. One of them, Saiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. You've not. You're not considering. You're not considering that it is to your advantage that one man should die for the people rather than the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation and not for the nation only, but also to unite the scattered children of God. So from that day on, they plotted to kill him. Therefore, Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews, but departed from there to the countryside from 
the wilderness to a town called Ephraim. As he stayed there with his disciples, with the disciples, and he, and he stayed there with the disciples. The Jewish Passover was near, and many went up to Jerusalem from the country to purify themselves before the Passover. They were looking for Jesus and asked one another as they stood in the temple complex, What do you think he won't come to the festival? Will he, the chief priests, and the Pharisees had given orders that if one knew where he was, he should report it so they could arrest him. 